This week, we've got Garrett Farbach and Keith McMahon on from Awesome Inc. Last week was Lexington Entrepreneurship Day. It was a big day for the Lexington community filled with great speakers, awesome food, and of course, Fiber Cross. On this episode, we're going to talk about what it takes to make an event like that happen, and we'll recap what happened during Fiber Cross. There were some amazing companies, presentations, and products put on display, so we're going to recap all of that so you're not going to want to miss it. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. You've got Evan Knowles here. We're in Awesome Inc. today. So Awesome Inc. had a big day yesterday. Lexington Entrepreneurship Day. Uh, we've got Garrett Farbach and Keith McMahon here. So welcome to the podcast, guys. What's up, Evan? How you yeah. doing? Thanks, Gav. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So yesterday was a huge day. Uh, you guys, I know, have been preparing for that for a long time. Uh, so let's. what I wanted to do with this episode was kind of give people, uh, one, a recap of the day yesterday but to walk them through kind of what it takes behind the scenes to make an event like that happen. Uh, I know there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, these kind of events are really important for the ecosystem and for the community. And I think people get to participate in them and see them online and hear about them, but little do they know really what it takes to make these kind of things happen. And I know uh, it takes a lot. So I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that. Um, but before we get into any of that, let's just go into who you guys are. So. Uh, when do you guys want to start? Just give your background, what you do here at Awesome Inc., and uh, we'll go from there. Sure. Keith, I'll, I'll take this first. Hey, guys. My name is Garrett Farbach, and I am the one of the newer members at Awesome Inc., so I just hit a year last week, so I'm pretty pumped. And most of my stuff has been focusing on our creative initiatives. So actually, uh, we run a podcast that focuses on the entrepreneur stories. So very similar to you guys. I know we've done some some talk collaboration, so I'm looking forward to that in the future. But running a podcast and then working with the Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame, so focusing on a lot of the relationships with these entrepreneurs and their companies, as well as venturing off into a new direction and looking into some entrepreneur curriculum and like content and just helping students understand why they should be looking into entrepreneurship and that experiential learning is the best thing they can do, whether it's in high school, in college, or right after. And so I've been venturing off into an area that is all new to me because I grew up doing a lot of music and video and not necessarily business practices and all this entrepreneur stuff. So it's been great. I've been a fish out of water, but now I feel like I'm kind of getting my way back in. So it's been great. Uh, but yeah, for me, I'm from Louisville and I went to Mill High School and then went to UK and graduated from there in the, the spring of 2018 and then my good friend Keith McMunn was, was my plug into Awesome Inc. So he was one of my small group leaders uh, at a campus ministry called Christian Student Fellowship when I was in school. And then he, uh, I was with him in his group when he transitioned out of there and came on staff at Awesome Inc. And then about a year, a year and a half went by. And I didn't see Keith. And then I went to a UK job fair. And I was like, wait, Awesome Inc.'s there. I can go see my friend Keith and my, another guy that works here, Ross Ladenberger. So I went to go see them. And then next thing you know, got a couple emails and... Got to meet Brian, one of the founders, and then 
Bada bing, bada boom. So. That's awesome. What year did you graduate from Mail? Uh, 2014. Okay, so were you at our senior year, the football game where you beat St. X? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was, yeah, that was I, my senior year, too. Dude, I, dude, uh, I, was I have the, to admit, I cried because of how close we almost came to I was one you. of the guys painted up. No. Oh, yeah, I'll show, you, I'll show you pictures after at this. At the end of that game, we, we threw like a Hail Mary, yeah. and we were taking up the <laughs> sideline, and I literally thought we were going to win. Oh, man, that it was, was so close. It was yeah, the, that year we beat Trinity and St. X. Oh, man. Both. It was great. That was rough, but good for you guys. Yeah. I think this is a good time for me to chime in. Go ahead. <laughs> so I'm Keith McMunn, and I'm the fellowship director at Awesome Inc. And I think it's important to know about me is I'm originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So if I've had to learn anything about you people down here in Kentucky, it's that you love your high school football, and you talk about it years later. Especially Louisville. And you remember. <laughs> yes, Louisville in particular. So what, what is it that makes Louisville like a, a high school football uh, mecca? I think, well, there's more than yeah. four schools or five yeah. schools. There's a lot of competition, and then Louisville has, like, this ecosystem of private schools that are, like, very, very uh, competitive, uh, the Catholic private schools. And it just kind of – and then even the, the public ones, they get in there, and it just creates this weird com- competitive yeah. ecosystem. Well, uh, so where I grew up outside of Pittsburgh, I went to a, high, a public high school that was much smaller than most of the other ones. And, and we need to talk startups here, but we're going to talk yeah. high school football for another, we'll, like, We'll minute. get there. Yeah. And uh, so my public high school was so much smaller than the other ones. So we just would go to the games knowing that we'd get crushed because these other bigger schools had way more students to choose from for their teams. So here's my plug for Hampton High School. Hampton, Hampton High School, I hope you guys have turned around your, your athletic program. Um, <laughs> but I've moved on to bigger and better things down here in Kentucky, cheering on, uh, let's see, who should my team be out of Louisville? I think I like Trinity. Oh no! Yeah, I'm gonna go with Trinity. You guys are so you're <laughs> no. you're Saint X. You're what male? All right, you gotta pick somebody. That's... I'm gonna go with Trinity. Okay, right. Keith, you just yeah. whatever. Whatever. We'll, whatever. We'll let it slide. Uh, so let's talk about yesterday. You know, yesterday was uh, like I said, a huge day. It was very exciting. Uh, unfortunately, I was working most of the day, but I made it to five across. Um, so let's talk about you know, give kind of a, a quick summary of the day the events, and then we'll kind of dig into different parts of that. Uh, either one of you can take that. Sure. Yeah, so last year in 2018, we started, we had this idea for a Lexington Entrepreneurship Day, essentially an opportunity for people to take a day off from their normal work, uh, if you can afford to, and come out and learn from some really great speakers, meet some really great people, and have lots of fun. And so uh, we took a look at a particular day on our calendars that we already knew had a startup breakfast in the morning and a five across pitch competition in the evening. And we thought to ourselves, why not just jam pack in between those two events and put some more valuable things together uh, for folks to come together. So that's what we did last year. We kind of threw it together uh, in, in typical entrepreneurial fashion. We, we, you know, had some, we made some promises that we had to make good on after making the promise. Um, and we did that. And so last year was a hit. So we decided to do it again this year. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think your question, Evan, is, you know, what kind of goes into that is the answer is a lot by a lot of generous people with their time and their energy and their talent. So uh, we've got some really talented people here in Lexington that care about the startup ecosystem and growing opportunities here economically. Uh, and so they have committed time and energy to making sure a day like that can happen um, so lots of talented people spending lots of, lots yeah. of, lots of time. So what's the timeline and preparation look like for you guys? How far in advance are you guys putting this together? 
so it was hosted on June 26th. I bet you our first team meeting about it was in early March. And we would kind of set like one to two week check-ins. So these would be quick check-in meetings. So we would come into a conference room, um, define what the most important things are to do in the next week or two. Um, everyone would know very well that they are assigned to those tasks or those, uh, yeah, those responsibilities. Uh, and we check in one to two weeks. Um, but yeah, mainly it's because we want to get valuable speakers to commit. To commit, um, it's hard to market a an event uh, for a speaker that you don't have in in place yet. Yeah. So you want to get a good speaker to get good people. But sometimes that good speaker wants to know there's going to be good people. So it's like yeah. a it's like a cat and mouse, chicken, or of, the egg. chicken of the egg. Yeah. yeah. So. So who who are some of those speakers that you guys you guys uh, were able to book and uh, showed up and, and had a great you know great uh, talks and uh, conversations. Yeah. So yesterday we had Michael Hartman uh, lead a session on gamification, which was really interesting. So Michael is the CEO and founder of a video game company here in Lexington called Frog Dice. And he also started a consulting firm recently um, because he realized that there are huge opportunities for companies to gamify what they do. Uh, and gamification doesn't need to be a very complex or, or, uh, or intimidating word. Uh, really, just even a loyalty program at your favorite grocery store or your favorite fast food restaurant, a loyalty program is gamification. Helping your customer see um, a greater experience opportunity with your product. So, hey, like right now, I know that I'm sitting on a free burrito at Chipotle, and I cannot wait to go, to <laughs> go cash it in. I've been working so hard spending money to get that free burrito. So Michael Hartman led a session on gamification, and then after that uh, at Awesome Inc., uh, we had Twyman Clements, the, uh, the president of Space Tango, um, lead a session in, uh, being moderated by Luke Murray, who's a co-founder of Awesome Inc., and that was obviously brilliant. So if you don't know much about Space Tango, you just need to know uh, that he is literally sending things to space. Um, he's essentially a research company that sends things uh, to yeah. space. I think SpaceX launched some of their stuff recently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to the International Space Station. And it's amazing because most people don't even know that that's happening yeah. in Lexington. Nobody knows. Yeah. That's why we're, that's why we're talking about it. That's, that's why, why we're here. here. Uh, so one thing I noticed yesterday when I was walking around was like every other person seemed to be wearing an awesome ink shirt. How many people you guys have working for you? Uh, how many people did it take to pull off yesterday? Yeah, I'll, I'll take this. So it's funny. So being here a year, I started June 20th, 2018. And I started on a Wednesday, and that following week was LED. So I was fresh and was so confused on what was going on. So kind of, yeah, come, come a year later, uh, it's just been really sweet to see how our team has grown. We've had three more full-time hires, and then we, we've had nine interns for the summer. And last year we had, we had two. And so it's just been a world of difference to see how many more hands. And, uh, and shout-out to all the, the Team Alpha interns from Austin Week this year, or for the summer. You guys have been incredible, and they have worked their tails off. And we ask something, they go above and beyond. So it's just been cool. When, when they work hard, it makes our jobs easier. And, uh, again, you're saying that people were throughout the building and awesome ink shirts. Well, it was cool because we were at Main on Main at the top of the Chase building. And one thing our team was talking about last night, after the event winded down, we got most of the cleaning stuff taken care of, and we were just having a little debrief session. We, we said, you know, it was kind of nice, the fact that we were so high up because everyone had to ride in the elevator. And so instead of getting, getting burnt out when people were having like, like bottlenecking by the doors, it's, yeah. you know, every minute or two, you know, 
an elevator full of people came out. So we were able to give like all of our energy and attention to you know these ten to twelve people. Ah. And it just kept coming in waves, and that was really refreshing for our team. That's interesting, yeah. So, yeah, so while a few of us were taking care of, like, AV stuff and making sure the slide deck was ready to go, a lot of our interns and some of our marketing people were showing face and just loving people very well. And so that was one really cool thing. I think that um, it's very easy to overlook. It's that when, when you are uplifting and you make people feel welcome and, like, they, they matter, that uh, just sets the, the mood for the atmosphere. And so I think that's one thing our team – did very well and we were able to kind of congratulate one another and, and just recognize that last night yeah yeah that's really important especially when somebody i don't know that i met a couple people there last night that, that was their first event in town their first five across um and so it's just really important for them to feel welcome and be a part of a community from the get-go right mm-hmm. when they walk in the absolutely door. so that's that's awesome um so talk about you know there were a lot of sponsors there's a lot of partners that you guys have that, that make these things happen and are generous with their money Talk about some of the, the larger partners, uh, the ones that um, you know help really really make this happen and get behind you guys. Talk about some of them and give them some shout outs. Yeah, um, first one I wanna give a shout out to is Alltech. So the agriculture king here in Kentucky, right down the street, uh, multi-billion dollar company, uh, just just uh, outside of Lexington. Um, but Alltech, uh, so Actually, we partnered with them last year, and if you remember, uh, sadly, so Altex founder Pierce Lyons passed away, uh, I believe it was February or March of 2018, um, just a few months prior to last year's Lexington Entrepreneurship Day. And we decided that, uh, you know, Pierce Lyons might be uh, the, the king of entrepreneurship in our city and in our, in our history here in Lexington. So we reached out to Altec with the idea of, hey, why don't, why don't we just honor Pierce's memory? A few months later, uh, in in front of the entire crowd, and let the entire audience know of that day, what an impact he's had, and so that was kind of a really fun and just unique opportunity to honor his memory. Um, so after that, I mean, Alltech has generously jumped in, and they wanted to sponsor uh, last year's event and this year's event because they love Kentucky. Uh, Pierce loved Kentucky, so Alltech provided uh, some fu- some funds to make sure the day could happen. And, and happened well, uh, but they also donated uh, through Lexington Brewing Company, uh, their, their brewery. Uh, they donated some of the beer from the bar, which yeah, is that, good. that always gets me. Um, also, just yeah, big shout outs to uh, Kinetic by Windstream. So Windstream donates uh, our internet access here at Awesome Inc. Uh, and helps us to have some programming that we can do for kids, teaching them how to code, uh, but also made the day happen as well. So, but yeah, I mean, we are, we're blessed with lots of good sponsorships. Um, and we, we definitely recommend all of your listeners to give them a chance at, at their business. So. Yeah, absolutely. And talk about the university. You know, the university is, is always a big part of what you guys do uh, from the Office of Technology Commercialization to VASE. Talk about you know, their involvement and, and how they help contribute. Oh, man, yeah. It's, we've got such a cool relationship with the University of Kentucky. Um, and yeah, so one of the ways is, yeah, the Office of Technology Commercialization. So we partner with them throughout the year, but in particular, uh, this, this five across at Lexington Entrepreneurship Day, there was a company that came out of the OTC office and out of their UK Excel program called Selly Coping Kit. Um, so Megan Marsek is a doctor through University of Kentucky, and she created a coping kit for children that are dealing with, uh, with life-threatening illnesses like cancer. Um, so she competed last night, sadly did not win, but she did, I mean, her pitch I thought was so natural, so great. Um, and I I don't know if she would want me to tell people this, but she was pretty new to pitching. Uh, so uh, she she, did great. Yeah, she did amazing. 
Um, so UK Excel and those programs, uh, they feed us great companies, young talent. They feed us young, ambitious students. Um, and so it definitely helps our programming, uh, in particular Five Across, as, as I think we witnessed last night. Yeah. Yeah, and I think another big thing, too, that doesn't go unnoticed is here at Lexington, we, we try to do a really sound job of just supporting one another. And so, you know, I got to see all the directors uh, like the Von Allman Center and the OTC office at our events, whether they came for 30 minutes or they came all day, it's they're going out of their way to give give their time and come support us and ultimately just support the Lexington community. And I know that's one thing that I've, I've heard throughout multiple people commenting and and just like, you know, passing by one another. It's, it's just cool that there's like a, a, a trust and a lot of healthy relationships that yeah. people enjoy like being together, coming together and supporting the entrepreneurs. Yeah, you can definitely feel it. Uh, and, you know, you and I and, and Keith, we, we do it regularly as well. You know, we both got podcasts that are helping to highlight a lot of these stories. Mm-hmm. And it's important for not only the media like us to work together, but uh, these different organizations, whether it's the university or Alltech and, and Awesome Inc. So, yeah, we've got to be as welcoming as possible because rising tide lifts all boats. So we all yeah. got to make sure that uh, we're making sure that the, the tide is always rising. Um, so let's get into the, the big event. Uh, I think yesterday was Five Across. Um, I thought that was the best Five Across I've been to yet. Uh, last year's championship in the Kentucky State Theater was awesome. Um, but for some reason, just the, the energy around yesterday, um, and I thought the big difference was uh, the presentations. Mm-hmm. So every one of those presentations were fantastic. So what I wanted to do was just kind of go through each of the, the companies that uh, presented yesterday, uh, just give quick thoughts, uh, some commentary on each of them, and then talk about uh, who ultimately ended up winning. Um, so let's start. The first one to present was uh, OmniLife. So what were y'all's thoughts on OmniLife, and uh, uh, how do you think they did with their presentation? Man, I've got I've got several thoughts about OmniLife. So their founder Eric uh, Eric Paul, I really like him a lot, and he man, they've got such a cool story that people need to know, especially those of us and those of your listeners uh, that are from Lexington. Um, what you need to know about OmniLife is they are a company that moved here from Iowa to Lexington and decided to headquarter here because of things that our state is doing really well for entrepreneurs. Uh, one of those things is, yes, the community here in Lexington is really, really generous and nice uh, to them as startups uh, or as startup founders. Um, but they also are here because of an SBIR match program that Kentucky has. So this is a, this is a unique grant opportunity where they can get a match one-to-one from our state. Uh, and that has helped them tremendously. So this is, uh, OmniLife is one of my favorite examples of that our ecosystem is working. Uh, and it's no small impact. They literally have brought 13 jobs to our city uh, that didn't exist uh, yeah. before this year started. And they're, they're technology, probably high-paying jobs. Right. Yeah. So OmniLife, the problem that they're solving for those of your listeners who don't know, that um, over 50% of organs that can be donated and are donated, uh, they never actually make it to a, a willing and capable recipient. And it's all because of a communication breakdown. So if you're an organ donor... Um, I've got I've got really discouraging news for you. Currently, uh, there's a 50% likelihood that the organ that you're going to donate, uh, you know, hopefully a long time from now, uh, won't actually make it to somebody who can receive it, and it's because of a communication breakdown between uh, the hospitals and different medical services. But OmniLife is solving that, and they're solving it from Lexington. Um, Eric, his pitch was great. Um, man, it's just uh, it's it's a complex and 
and a kind of heart uh, heart grabbing problem that they're solving. Um, With big consequences if it doesn't work out. Right. Yeah. So they're solving a huge. So they're problem. bold. Yeah. Saving lives. Yeah. I mean, not literally. very often you get to work work at a company that through technology literally directly saves and lives. I you know I get to work with them occasionally and yeah they track metrics uh, for their startup like you know how many how many beta users do we have uh, but they also I think literally track how many lives they've saved that'd be that'd be wild imagine chiming yeah. into that every Monday morning <laughs> that'd be so cool so you know I've always our sales meetings are always well how many clients did we close I yeah. can't imagine walking in every day and saying well, how many lives did we save today? Yeah. How many people are still living because of us today? Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the presentation as well. Uh, I love the fact that uh, you know they're applying software to a big problem like that. I always love seeing technology be applied to problems like that. Um, and you know, speaking with Ryan from uh, Commerce Lexington, uh, you know, they put together that oh, they're starting to put together a website to really attract more. You know of these these companies here, so it's awesome to hear that they're you know one of the first great examples of a company that's relocating, setting their roots here, and, and hiring already mm-hmm. you know thirteen people. That's a great story. Yeah. Um, how long have they been around? You know, Omni Life in Lexington. No, just in general. You know, when they started. Uh, I want to say they were founded sometime in late two thousand sixteen or seventeen. I'm gonna have okay. to double check. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Got it. Well, cool. All right. Next uh, is Synaptech. Oh, baby. I like them a lot. Uh, I've been talking with the team. Uh, We're actually going to have them on the podcast here soon. Nice. A little uh, teaser there. Um, But I really like what they're doing. makes a lot of sense. Uh, What are your all thoughts? So I don't know if you remember yesterday when I was given the the question. So we do do trivia at Five Across, but uh, Ah, yeah. yeah. So one of my roommates and I had a a little tiff, uh, (laughs) but nothing too bad happened. Uh, Anyways... An accidental bump of the head, and my roommate got a concussion, and we didn't know it for the next day. Then he calls me at work, like, "Dude, I'm I'm sick. I can't I can't focus. Yada yada." Anyways, like, goes to the doctor. Uh, a coworker takes him, and he's like, "Yeah, I got a concussion. This is weird. Like, I'm I'm on bed rest for like, the next couple of days, just because he got hit in the head and went right to bed, which is what you're not supposed to do." Yeah. And so true. yeah, uh, looking at this company and like their slide deck before they came, it was just cool to recognize that that's an actual statistic that many people are so oblivious to. Uh, again, 57% of NCAA schools do not follow concussion protocol. Yeah. Which is mind- I don't know how which that is mind blowing. I mean, yeah. yeah. Especially with all the press around the NFL the last several years. Yeah. It's a great time for a company like Synaptech to be coming up. And so what they do is. They will. Uh, they're building software to manage these this concussion data, and so these uh, you know athletic programs they have uh, they collect baseline information on what the athlete's uh, baseline is before they even get a concussion, uh, before they even start working out or uh, you know competing, and they take that baseline, they collect that data, and then any time after that that there's any kind of event or any kind of happening that could lead to a concussion. They then have that data uh, to compare to and then collect that comparison. And then it's always just a, a running uh, comparison of um, that data that relates to concussions, which uh, adds a lot of value to that athletic program and obviously uh, could potentially save a lot of brain damage uh, for these athletes. It's really important software. And I think all the, it, another thing that kind of set this five across apart, and I don't know if you guys did this on purpose, I, I bet you did. Was all of them were medical related? Mm-hmm. Was that that was purposeful? I'm guessing. Uh, to be honest with you, 
Not really. Okay. Yeah, it was. I figured um, it would. I feel like there's some kind of there's a shift happening where people are wanting to solve. I mean, some problems that really affect people's health and well-being. And we uh, so what we do is we have a whole bunch of applications come in for Five Across, and we kind of vet them uh, based on traction and like legitimacy. Uh, so we've got kind of a, a process for doing that. And we noticed, however, in kind of the final like ten to fifteen applications that we thought, hey, these are, you know, these are good to move on. These could be really good high qualifiers uh, for five across. We noticed that uh, these five in particular were all medical related. So there was a point though where we realized, hey, this yeah. is kind of a medical addition and, uh, and that's fine by Did us. Did that change how you all plan for the event at all? Whether, you know, you invited certain people, the, the, uh, the judges, I noticed you had a couple of doctors and uh, entrepreneurs in the med space. So how did that change your all's planning? It, it does hardly. So okay. uh, so Five Across is, is always, no matter who's pitching, it's always gonna be the most fun and encouraging pitch event that you will ever go to. That is by design and that will never change. However, yeah, you're right. You made a great, great observation is that a lot of times we, we choose our judges based on the companies that are gonna be pitching. Um, and this is a strategy that uh, I'm not sure that we've ever really made public before. However, uh, that is just to benefit the pitches. I mean, yeah. so, you know. So to, they can ask better informed questions. Right. Yeah. I mean, to win the $500, that's, that's the goal. And you want to win the $500 and then the opportunity to pitch at five across finals. But uh, better yet is if you meet one of the judges and they want to invest in your company outside of the pitch competition or they want to be a, 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 an advisor to you, that's the real win. Yeah. So, and that happens. And that happened last night. So I know I, I'm certain that some of the companies that did not win last night hopefully made some some life-changing connections. Yeah, I'm sure Dan Beldy's always excited to be a judge. We uh, had him on. I think and, so. You know, he's, he's, he's a great guy. Love Dan. Um, so what I was saying there was, you know, that theme, I noticed that all of the companies were related to some kind of medical tech. Thus, you know, the software and the technologies they're building are really important. You know, they, they make a big difference. And so Synaptech uh, is changing. Uh, it's amazing that most of these athletic departments were using paper, mm -hmm. paper documents to track these concussions, which uh, just doesn't make sense because you're not able to obviously check that against the baseline in real time using software or some kind of tablet or mobile device. Um, so love what Synaptech's doing. Mm -hmm. So next we've got Selly. Uh, describe Selly. Yeah, so Selly kind of mentioned a little bit briefly about her before. So Megan Marsek, she's a she's a doctor out of the University of Kentucky and going through their UK Excel program, uh, which is a partnership between the university and Austin Inc. to give uh, researchers at UK the opportunity to explore what it's like to start a startup. Um, so Megan is incredibly busy already. And then uh, as kind of a passion project, she has always really cared about sick children and wanting them uh, to be able to cope. Uh, so she she knows and she understands that she's not necessarily solving cancer or curing cancer, yeah. but she is curing hopelessness. Uh, and <clears throat> so she designed Selly Coping Kit as a really fun, interactive, educational way for kids to, to deal with, honestly, the grief maybe that they're, they're absorbed in uh, by their conditions. Um, so it's a really, really amazing product that she's working on. Um, and so she's very new to entrepreneurship uh, which is why like, I really want to give her a ton of credit for what she did last night. Um, so that, that is a company that I hope is an example of, I hope she benefits from being there last night because I hope audience members especially are going to help her um, and chime in with how to, 
how to increase kind of the manufacturing and the distribution of, of a product. Yeah. It just kind of made me think during the presentation, you know, sometimes it's the little things that can make a big difference in somebody's life. You know, you wouldn't think maybe uh, a coping kit or a doll like that would be uh, something that you'd think about when somebody gets cancer. But when they have it in their hands and it makes a big difference in their in how they're feeling in the moment, you know, that's something that could potentially mm-hmm. save lives. Because as people say, you know, the way that you feel and the way that your emotions are affecting, it affects your physical body. Um, so it's, you know, the, I always was thinking yesterday, you know, it's the little things that can make the biggest difference. Yeah. Um, so one thing I was kind of confused about, maybe you guys can help me uh, learn more about this, is it's called a kit. And uh, during the presentation, I just saw the, the doll, Sally. Mm-hmm. Is there some kind of technology piece? Is there something else that comes along with it? What do y'all know yeah, about that? Yeah, so there's an educational piece that comes along with it. And so she talked, yeah, she did kind of show you the, the physical manifestation of what Sally is. But there is an educational piece so you can interact with different ways. So uh, kids can interact with different cards and prompts to help kind of talk through what they're feeling, um, to kind of absorb into the life of some characters that are encouraging. Um, so it's, it's really an educational type of platform um, with Sully, the kind of the, the doll being hmm. a... Um, the the, the, the face of it, essentially. Yeah, right. so more of like a, a, a coping... Therapeutic, emotional, yeah, yeah, just way to makes sense. I yeah. didn't catch that part. Mm-hmm. Got it. Well, cool. They seem to have you know some good traction so far. They had some partners. They had sold some. I think it was around twelve hundred, maybe. Yeah, that's the number I heard. Yeah, one of really the. Exciting. So I'm, I'm actually pulling it up right now, but they're they're in the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Uh, I know that she's got great connections with the University of Kentucky's uh, pediatric unit. So um, she's that's great. She's doing great with the hospitals. That's awesome. All right, the last one. Oh, no, we got two more. Uh, let's go ahead and do Dose Defense. Uh, yes. I was blown away by this one for a couple of reasons. The product made a ton of sense. Uh, the product is something that I think is very scalable and, and could definitely get some traction, especially with large pharmaceutical uh, companies uh, like CVS or uh, you know, Walgreens. Uh, essentially what they're doing is they're building uh, kind of pill caps that only allow one pill to come out at a time. And they did a great job explaining this because one of the, the founders actually had a personal story for uh, you know, how pills uh, for children actually um, you know, affected their lives. They had a, a younger sibling who accidentally consumed a poisonous amount of, of pills when, they, when the pill bottle fell over. And so she wanted to solve that problem by creating a tool that only would allow one pill at a time to come out. And I was just blown away, one, because, again, the product. Two, was these are kids fresh out of high school. Mm-hmm. They're just now about to go into college. Uh, they're very smart. They've got awesome scholarships going to college. Um, and I was just blown away by how well they did in the presentation. Yeah. So Addie and Abigail, that's, those are the names. Yeah. Uh, and, and what was so cool about them pitching last night is that in the room, uh, in uh, making up uh, about 75 of the over 200 attendees of the event were GSE students, Governor's School for Entrepreneurs. Uh, so these are all high school students from around the state, and they go off to Northern Kentucky University's campus for a couple of weeks to be in an immersive entrepreneurial mindset uh, and, to, and to learn from this program. And so part of the program is to come down to Five Across and watch these pitches and watch these entrepreneurs who are further ahead of them in their entrepreneurial journeys um, well, lo and behold, Abigail and Addie were GSE students just a year ago. 
So all of these GSE students in the audience get to see that, hey, wow, the difference that only one year can make, I very well could be up there pitching what I'm working on this summer. So Abigail and Addie it, at GSE last year were working on Dose Defense. Uh, I believe they won a pitch competition last year, uh, gained some traction over the course of a year, applied to pitch at five across. Um, and yeah, they did, I mean, they did amazingly. Uh, I thought that they would be more nervous than they were, and they weren't. Uh, they were so confident and comfortable at their pitching. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's because they knew that, yeah, they were solving a really real problem. Yeah, absolutely. And to have that personal connection, like I said, uh, you could tell informed the pitch and really gave them that energy throughout the pitch. That was amazing. Um, Okay, and then the last one, uh, the winner of the event, wanted to save them for last, uh, Lola Feed. So this was really interesting. I never even, you know, I don't have a kid. You have a kid, Matt, brand new. I've got a six-month old, yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, I, you know, this is a space that I've never really thought of. Uh, Basically, the product was, uh, you know, babies sometimes have a hard time feeding. Uh, and this product kind of was a way to solve that through music. So why don't you, you know, so you probably have music therapy. Yeah, music therapy. So, you know, Keith, why don't you yeah. talk a little bit more about that? Man, he, he sold me last night. He had, he got me good. And what I like about Michael is he, he knows it's a niche product. Uh, so yeah, so I've got a six month old at home and I have realized over the last six months that while my kid is breastfeeding or bottle feeding, any noise, uh, in the room will like distract him from feeding. And, and I'm lucky that you know he tends to feed pretty well, but what Michael is solving is for a lot of kids that don't feed well at all. Um, so he has created a baby, uh, an insert for a baby bottle that can record the mother's voice singing and play it as the baby is feeding. And what's important about that design is that the, the audio of the mother's singing is coming from the bottle and it's not coming from a different corner of the room. So babies have this pretty uh, accurate perception of where noise is coming from, and so they'll look in the direction of where the the singing is coming from. So that obviously makes it important that the that the singing is coming from the bottle right in front of the baby's face. Uh, so uh, he designed this. Uh, it uh, he mentioned that the price point, uh, which I thought was interesting, the judges also found was interesting, is seventy nine ninety nine. Uh, 80 bucks to make sure uh, that your baby is going to feed a little bit more uh, efficiently. Um, and from somebody who uh, is a pretty new parent, yeah, parents will pay that. Yeah. Uh, I realize I that it's parents of young kids will basically, these people, sh- these people, I'm one of these people, we will shell out money. Whatever buys us time and convenience with our children, we'll do it. Um, so, yeah, Lullafeed, what a, yeah, what a crazy, it's like one of those ideas, it's like right freaking in your face, yeah. especially a baby's face, right? Well, yeah. I think even what's cool is after the competition, when he chimed in and, and spoke a little bit, that, you know, they did an, a health accelerator out of Louisville, and, you know, they did testing, and so they had a lot of, a lot of like, data from like the mothers and they, they were there figuring out this issue and I what struck me the most about this this product product was when it was like yeah the the voice clip or like the song will last six seconds yeah. and when it after it's over it'll essentially cue the child to go back for another sip and so it's almost being like programmed it's like hey when you, when you stop hearing the music go back for a sip and that's gonna help it feed regularly and again you know he was talking about as Keith was just saying, yeah, people will do just about anything to 
solve that issue. Whether it is just, hey, my kid can't feed or it's like an actual health concern. Um, yeah. When they're having scares and their child's being malnourished. So yeah, it was, it was really cool. And again, everyone that pitched was solving a real problem. Yeah. And that's what's Absolutely. really exciting to see. And it was cool because, uh, let's see, uh, three three of them were actually physical products, mm-hmm. which I feel like Five Across is there's not usually a whole lot of physical products. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool to see that. Um, so in short, very exciting. Uh, Five Across yesterday. Probably, again, my th- personal favorite. Uh, all of the contestants were great. The presentations were great. Um, and uh, the products were great. So it was awesome to see that. A lot of people showed up. A uh, great mix of people uh, of all ages and backgrounds. That's always really important for these events. Um, so it was, it was a joy. It was a joy to be a part of. So thank you all for putting that together. What's next for us, Mink? What's you guys mentioned you might have a little quiet period. Yeah. You guys are probably glad that you've yeah. put so much into that. But Man. talk about what the next several you know months look like for you guys. That's good. Well, here's a, here's a tip for those of you who lead organizations out there. Uh, so I learned this from a leader that I really respect a few years ago. And one of the rules that you should make for your organization is that there are no dead-end events. So when people attend an event, they should leave your event knowing when and where the next one is uh, to keep them engaged. Um, we're still working on doing that well, uh, but what you do, and you can count on this, is that every other month there's a Five Across. So we just celebrated Five Across June. The next one is Five Across August, the final Wednesday of August. Uh, that is the next event. Um, and then, yes, you're right, it's a little bit of a quiet period here just for a little while, but then in, uh, at, the, at the end of the year, things are going to really spice up a little bit, um, and we're going to have things like Kentucky Entrepreneur Hall of Fame ceremony, uh, but also Startup Weekend. Uh, so we, we love Startup Weekend, and we host that here at Awesome Inc. later in the year. So any listeners that want to participate in that, man, we'd love to do that. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'll make an early promise that we'll, we'll make a, a, a discount link for, for any middle tech listeners. So yeah. we'll do that. But they awesome. have to get in touch with you, and then you got to get in touch with us. <laughs> <laughs> Creating a lot of work here. Yeah. Sounds good. Let's work together on it. Uh, so thank you guys again. Then I hate, thank you so much for coming. We love the community that we have and it's people like you that make our lives more enjoyable. So thanks Evan, appreciate it.